Hi, thanks for checking out this edition of the Internet Marketing Podcast. This time, we're chatting with Matt Garrett. But before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that you can find out more about our guest and enjoy other episodes at www.internetmarketingpodcast.net. Subscribe today, and we'll also be able to let you know when the latest episode is released, so you're never too far from the action. With that said, let's get on with the interview. Joining us this time is an online entrepreneur who focuses a lot of his attention in the area of software solutions and tools. Matt Garrett is based in the UK and has released numerous WordPress plugins and software as a service products over the years. In fact, you may have already heard of some of these because they include well-known solutions such as WPtoolkit.com and Easy Pro Marketing. So let's dive right in. Matt, it's great to meet you. Hi, good to speak to you. Well, lots of people come on talking about information marketing. Uh, as I mentioned, though, your background is more about plugins and software, even though you do have info products yourself. But maybe you could start by telling us a little bit about some of the plugins and the software solutions that, that you've created. Well, first of all, I've got to give a lot of credit to my partners because I work with several different business partners and I'm not really a software creation per- person. Um, so I have these partners who come to me with brilliant bits of software. Sometimes I come up with the ideas, sometimes they come up with the ideas. Um, but yes, the other people that do the hard work of actually creating the products, um, and they vary. So I've, I've got one client, uh, one um, partner called Tony Marriott, where we work in the local marketing business. Uh, so we have a, a SaaS app that helps local agencies find new clients and provide them with a roadmap of where they can go online, what they can do. So the kind of things that they should have in their business to help the market online, such as Google My Business, the YouTube uh, channel, Twitter channel, etc. all these different things will go through using the software, work out what they currently have and what they don't have and put a plan together for them so that when we get in touch or when some, and someone on an agency gets in touch with them, instead of just going and saying, here I am, I can do work for you, you're actually giving them some value. You're saying, right, we can see what you've already done. Here's a plan for the bits that you're missing. And if you want, we can work with you on that basis. So the software prepares all that for you. So it's, it's basically looking at potential problems and providing a solution that you can then go to the client with. So that's one business partner. That's, uh, I say, agency client finder with Tony Marriott. The other main guy that I do work with now, I have worked with previous partners uh, in the past on different SaaS apps, but the main one now is WordPress plugins with John Merrick. Um, he's been programming in WordPress for uh, well over a decade now, and we've got a suite of different plugins that cover different scenarios for website owners. My favorite amongst them is what we call WP Profiler, which basically load it up on your WordPress site, and it will run a whole bunch of tests to work out if, for instance, your site's running slow, what's slowing it down? Because obviously speed or the, the speed with which your website or page loads is a big thing for Google nowadays. It can affect your ranking. And obviously it affects people visiting your site as well because if a page is slow to load, they might not stick around. They'll just disappear and go somewhere else. So you've got to have a fast loading page. So this will actually look at your WordPress setup. One of the things that a lot of people tend to do is get too many plugins set up. They keep adding more and more plugins to their site. And that's a big problem. It's a problem for speed and it's a problem for security because the more plugins you have, the more potential holes, security holes that you have for people to get in. So this plugin will basically load the site and run through and show you visually how long it takes each plugin to load. So you've got a very clear visual profile 
of your site speed and how far, what's slowing it down for loading speed. So that's one of my favorite ones because it's just a simple way of visually working out what's causing your site a problem. Then we've got uh, other plugins. So we've got a cache plugin, again, to speed things up. Um, we've got optimization bits and pieces. We've got a plugin for your error pages so we can monetize those. So instead of just seeing a 404 page, you can put adverts on them. Uh, we've got a plugin for videos. So instead of having to use an expensive video host like Vimeo or something like that, you can actually pop them on some of the free services like Dropbox, but you can also pop them on uh, Amazon uh, S3, which is really, really cheap. And then the plugin allows you to deliver those through your website very easily because Amazon S3 can be an absolute nightmare to work out and learn how to use. So this makes it very easy. Just upload videos up to your S3 account and then the plugin links to that and puts them onto the page for you. So it simplifies the whole process. So that's that's one that's uh, very popular at the moment. We just released it on AppSumo um, a couple of months ago and that's selling very well. So we're looking at releasing some more of our plugins on AppSumo. So yeah, basically it's it's all down to uh, ourselves being creating websites and doing things like that. We come across problems, and when we come across a problem, once we've worked out what the solution is, if something we can create a plugin to fix the solution for ourselves, then we sell it as well. So um, they're practical ideas that we use ourselves. There was a, another one released last year where Google making changes that if you have affiliate links on your site they can potentially uh, penalize your rankings for that. So what we did was set up a plugin that will go through those, all the affiliate links on your site and add the different tags to the end of the link to make it no follow uh, and things like that and to tag it correctly so that Google recognize it and don't penalize you for it. So again, we just keep an eye on what's going on in business and what we're experiencing ourselves. And when we come across a problem, create something that will fix it and then offer it to other people. Got you. Now, when it comes to, to info products, people always want to know how successful you've been. Is it the same with software and plugins, or is it people just want to know, will this thing work? Will this thing work? It's One of the things I love about it is when, when you're selling info products, you've got to have a lot of social proof as to how much money you've made and things like that. With a plugin, the sales page is really down to a demo. This is how it works. This is what it does. Mm -hmm. So all you're then doing is the sales process is getting that potential solution in front of people that have the problem or are about to have the problem and that's it so it's it's um it's an easier in some ways cleaner sales process because you're providing a solution and what made you move towards this area yourself though matt i mean was there was there a catalyst was there a, a, a you know something that happened that made you go actually this is the area that i want to pursue more uh, it was, again, as, as I said, it was having these problems myself okay. and needing a solution. And uh, my first plugin, I actually got someone else to write it for me. It was uh, WP Link Fix, no, not Link Fixer, uh, Blog Link Magic, it was called. And it's a link cloaker, which cloaks affiliate links. But it would also uh, change any keywords on any of your blog pages and posts into affiliate links automatically across the whole of your blog. And it just seemed like a really smart way of taking blogs where I had lots of content that wasn't monetized and monetizing it. So I got someone to develop it and write it for me. Um, and I launched that. And at some point along the way, I, some, I have different friends, obviously, in the marketing business. And uh, John Merrick, who I now work with, he ended up splitting up for his existing partnership. They went in different ways for all sorts of different reasons. Uh, so John became free. And I was like, well, you know, how about we get together and do some more plugins? Simple as that. A conversation over a beer or two in Portugal, I think it was. 
Um, so we just started rolling out more plugins. Got you. And I mean, I guess a lot of people would maybe be put off from working in this area because it sounds like it's a lot of work to kind of get a plugin created and coded. Did it put you off at first or did you actually kind of think, no, this is something I can do quite easily? It's, it's always, it's, if there's a problem, there's a solution. Um, <laughs> so if it's a problem for me, then I will find out how to get through that to a solution. And then in the process, I'll normally come up with an idea of something that I can sell based on that. So yeah, I, I don't view problems as uh, in the same way as some people do. You know, a problem is genuinely or generally an opportunity if you reframe it. So yeah, it was it was largely again because I do this myself. I have websites of my own um, that I run in different niches. So I need these tools myself. Um, and as long as you're working on that basis, that if it's a problem I face, other people are going to face it. Mm. It's a great way of coming up with ideas for products. And I must admit, not all of the ideas have been mine. John has come to me with ideas. Tony's come to me with ideas. Other business partners come to me. Well, it's one of the reasons why I keep ending up doing more and more work and more products i've been trying over the last few years to slim down what i do because i have a fiance now and i like to have a social life with her <laughs> um and i've made a rule that i no longer work on weekends because i like spending my time generally with her um but i have these business partners who keep coming up with great ideas and they'll come to me with a product and go how about this and i'm like yeah it's a good one we're gonna have to do that as well so it, it just keeps happening um i think that's partly sort of being in the industry for a long while and knowing a lot of people, uh, I believe people know that I can get things done, so they come to me and I help them get it done. And you talk a lot about, about JV's joint ventures and, and so on. Um, how important is that to your business? Very, very. Um, the partnerships that I've built up with different people over the years, uh, a lot of the sales that we make come through affiliates. So having healthy relationships with those people, I mean, heck, a lot of those people now are really good friends. I'm having a, 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 an internet marketing weekend get together here in Cheltenham in uh, the start of October. And the people coming are all internet marketers, but they're all friends. It's not a sort of networking event. It's a bunch of friends getting together for a few drinks and some nice food and a chat. So over the years, those people who started off as affiliates have turned into very good friends and those relationships you know bloom from that but yes the business does rely quite heavily um, on affiliates promoting our products uh, it's something that I'm now spending a bit of time trying to move towards more paid traffic because um, get the paid traffic right and it takes you know you you've got basically another income stream for your business and it means you have to rely less on affiliates because it's a very uh, the, the kind of markets that I work in are very busy so there's launches going on all the while and not everybody can promote every launch. So there is competition for who can promote your launch and having sort of a separate source of traffic takes some of the pressure off there as well. But yeah, affiliates are very important. And as I say, uh, I've worked with so many people over the years. I have good relationships with a lot of people. And the partners you work with as well, I mean, is that about accountability for you as well, would you say, Matt? It's usually, there's partly accountability because it always works better if you're working with someone else because you know what each of you've got to do and you've got a time scale to work on. But it's also partly uh, skill sets. You know, we each have our own skill set uh, and our own area of expertise. So we fill in the bits that the other person doesn't have. So you make it a more, a more rounded individual between you, as it were. Got you. And in terms of kind of working with other people, and also the process of creating, let's say, a WordPress plugin or a, you know, a SaaS solution. What kind of process do you have to go through? What, what is the brainstorming? How, how does it all kind of work from that initial idea? 
It depends often on where the initial idea comes from. Um, it can be I'm reading an article about something and a, an idea pops into my head. That obviously, the, the article has some sort of problem in it, and I'm like, oh, I know how I could fix that. Then I'll speak to John about whether it's possible as a plugin and how we could do, do it. Um, or it's something I'm doing myself on the website. You know, I'm having some sort of problem, some sort of issue, or I need something done. And again, I'll sort of just sit down and work out how I would go about doing it the best way possible from my experience. And then I'll go to John or Tony or whoever I'm working with to actually see if they say, yes, I can do that or no, that's not possible. This bit is, this bit isn't, etc. So it's the process starts with the idea and writing down what I think will make a solution for it. Then it's talking with the partner to work out what's potentially possible from a coding point of view. Then once we've got something up and running, it's taking it back to the problem itself and making sure it does actually fix the problem because you've got to test the stuff and make sure it works. And sometimes that's when you realize, no, that's not actually the right way of doing it. There's a different way of doing it. So sometimes things change. <clears throat> this is one of the reasons why launches will often get delayed because what you've created doesn't do what you want in the right way and you have to go back to the drawing board and fix it to, and make sure the problem is actually fixed correctly. So you push the launch back and do it a different date. But then there's always so many ideas coming through on the board that I've always got another launch to run with anyway. You are quite prolific in terms of launching anyway, <laughs> aren't you, Matt? I mean, yes. is, it, is it an average of one a month? Roughly. I mean, it probably averages more than one a month. Um, I think I've, I've slimmed it down again a bit, but I was at one point doing one every two to three weeks, which is just too many. Um, but it's, they're, they're not all brand new launches. A lot of what I'll do is because it's software, you can add new features and you release a new version. And because I work with different platforms, you know, sell on JBZ, Warrior Plus, ClickBank, AppSumo, you can roll the same product out on multiple platforms. So it's not that I'm creating a brand new product every month. That would be way beyond what I want to do work-wise. It's a way of working smart with each product and creating, yeah, again, we, we listen to our customers and improve those plugins based on the feedback we get from people. You know, the easiest thing in the world to do is improve something when you've got customers using it because they'll tell you what you need to do to it. Um, and you listen to them, get those new bits put into the software, launch a new version, have a new release, roll, roll that across several different platforms. And yeah, that's how you end up doing a launch every month. In fact, I've done, I think, in the last seven years, I've done over 150 digital product launches of my own and with partners, which, yeah, prolific is probably the right word. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite some going. How much of your time is taken up with support for, for something like this? Not that much because I make most of the partners do most of the support because <laughs> um, <laughs> it depends on the product and who knows it the best. A lot of support will be technical stuff, which then comes down to the person who's created the product because they'll know it better than me. Uh, I also do all the training videos and things like that for the products to make sure that I cover everything I can think of to make it really easy to get things up and running and to find solutions if you get stuck on something. So it's partly about having all the right tutorials and training in place. But then, yeah, I do have my own support desk as well, and I probably spend half an hour a day um, on support, averaging out over the week. I don't tend to do it every day. I'll tend to sort of log in every other day to my support desk because I don't get that many support tickets, fortunately. Um, but we each have our own support desks for the different products. So, yeah, it, it varies. Got you, because I guess... You know, in many people's minds, that could be the one thing that puts them off getting started, maybe kind of creating 
plugins of their own because you feel you will be overwhelmed by the support that's required but in in your experience that's not been the case no and the thing to do is to have a support desk rather than support email because what i've discovered is that if you give people support email and they email you they will expect a response very very quickly whereas if you have a support desk once they've logged their support ticket they're quite happy to wait because they know they've got the support ticket in and obviously they will assume that you're going to walk through work through them on a logical basis on the uh, order in which they came in which is the right way of doing things so they know that someone will get back to them sooner or later so i try to get all support tickets answered within 24 to 36 hours um, and generally that's the case so it's, it's not a massive issue if you get something that you really get stuck on and you can't sort of solve that problem for the client then always remember that you've got a fallback that you can refund them and say, sorry, I don't know how to fix that. You know, as long as you're open and honest with people and communicate with them, that's the big thing. People mostly get upset if they feel you're not listening to them or you're not hearing them uh, and you're not looking at what their problem is. If you talk to them, if you communicate with them, they're generally going to be happy and will work with you to get whatever is sorted. And if not, then just be honest and say, look, here's a refund. I can't fix it. I don't know what it is, to, uh, how to fix it. And just go that way and whenever these new wordpress um versions are released i guess that can also break things a little bit is that yes. something that has has challenged you over the years yeah wordpress is such joy at times <laughs> yeah um the updates obviously nowadays the amount of attacks that go on against wordpress sites is incredible um so yeah you, part of the training that i do in fact i had a product called Blog Defender specifically on how to secure a WordPress site using free plugins. Uh, it's one of the products I've recently sold off to someone else who's now a coaching client because I've helped them launch it and redo some launches and redo the product to a degree. But yeah, having security uh, to keep your site up to date and then dealing with the kind of fixes that you need when for some reason they change something in WordPress and it breaks your plugin. That can be a problem, but again, it's about communicating with the clients. Let them know as soon as you know there's a problem reach out to them via email say look yeah we're aware of this we're working on it and normally it's something that you can fix within 24 hours and get back up and running through just a, a plug-in upgrade so again it's just been about response being responsive and communicating with clients and customers i guess the million dollar question here matt is do you think this is something that anybody could do realistically yes yes because you don't need to be a coder i'm not a coder um, my first plugin i just got someone on fiverr to develop it for me um, I think it'd probably be better going somewhere like Upwork nowadays. Uh, but yeah, you can get someone else to actually do the work of creating the plugin for you. You just need a clear idea of what you want to achieve and how it should work. Then get to pay someone else to do the work of actually programming it. And they will be happy to work with you on, on an ongoing basis to fix problems as and when they arise because you'll be able to pay them for it because you're selling that as a product. So yeah, you should never be, the, the biggest problem most people normally have is coming up with an idea in the first place. And for that, I would always say, look at what's going on in your life around you, what sort of problems you're having. Because if you have a problem and you come up with a solution, that's potentially a product. And if you can turn that into software, if you can think of a way of it being an application or a plugin, then there's someone out there who will create it for you and it will probably be a lot less expensive to get that done than you think. And what are some of the um, the successes and perhaps some of the setbacks that you've had along the way? Is there anything that's you know you can you can highlight as being a real success and perhaps something as well that you think, yeah, if that had actually happened differently, it would have been, made my life so much easier. So many, so many. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's always ups and downs in life and in business. 
I think probably the one of my favorites is uh, a software called Niche Reaper, which is a keyword discovery tool that I created with a guy called Gary Prendergast back in 2011, I think it was, or 2010. Um, so quite a while. It's been around for a while. But when we first launched that, we sold over 100, uh, was it 100 or 1,000? We sold an awful lot of monthly recurring membership. I think we sold about 100, 120 recurring memberships on a monthly basis at $67 a month in less than a week flat. And suddenly we were both going, well, that went quite well. Um, but then we sort of, uh, we got a bit lazy and we did make improvements to the software, but we didn't push it as much as we should have. And obviously over time, those uh, not everybody stuck with using the software and it slowly sort of decreased the amount of money that was coming in. And it was like a year or two years later when we suddenly realized we'd dropped the ball and we, should, we had a really good bit of software that we should have been pushing harder. And the, the end result now is that, unfortunately, software no longer works. It stopped working last year and I've had to retire the product. Um, so I'm actually stopping selling that because what I've actually done is take the, it's a database of keywords where the, all the research is done for you to give you keyword ideas. And the, it can no longer get live data in because where we source that data, they've changed their API and we can't get at the information we need. So what I did was bundled up the whole database. So at the moment, I've just been selling it as a static database so people who want to buy the whole thing can. But I'm going to have to close that down. And it's, it's a bit like... Um, you know, my, my baby's gone sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's the same as, like I mentioned, that uh, WordPress security site that I had, Blog Defender. I've sold that. I've sold Cloud Defender, which was another one. And it is, it's hard to let these things go because they've been part of your life for quite a while and made you an awful lot of money. When Blog Defender had sold over 7,500 units. So a fairly successful product. Um, but sometimes you have to let things go so you can let someone else run with it and move on to other things because there is so much that I want to do in my business. Uh, I've now started working towards doing some stuff in the cryptocurrency world. So uh, having a stakeholder token and a DAO, and we're building a, an NFT game. So there's other things that I want to do that are new. So I have to find a way of releasing the old stuff and letting other people run with it or just closing it down if it's not working anymore. So yeah, but I'm, that's, that's life, isn't it? Everything old is new and you've just got to move on and look at new things. And as you say, now your priorities have changed a little because you have the, your fiancé. Yes. Uh, have you got a date in mind at all, can uh, we ask? We have a date, <laughs> just not a year. We're looking at October okay. because we both have hay fever. So we're planning on doing an October wedding, but it probably won't be until 2024 because we're going to buy a house together first. Um, so that's what we're doing at the moment. We're looking at properties and uh, working out what we can both go for for uh, living together and taking that next big step. Great. And how, how important is the support that you receive from your other half in terms of what you do? Uh, massive, massive. Um, I, I, do what I, I do enjoy the work that I do, but I also enjoy living life. I think you've got to have something outside of work that you enjoy doing that helps you keep passionate about your work because you've got something outside the work as well. Yes, be passionate about your work, but have something outside that you enjoy doing. Ant and I, we both play Pokemon. So we spend a lot of time wandering around in the fresh air and we both like eating nice food. So we go to a lot of different restaurants in different towns across the country and just try out all sorts of different food, street food, nice posh restaurants, all sorts of things. And yeah, having that time is really important because it keeps you charged for when you do want to actually get on and do the work. If you don't have the downtime, the work that you do will decrease in value and um, quality over time. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think the thing is, a lot of people look at the internet lifestyle as being a laptop on a beach somewhere, whereas what you're saying is actually close the laptop, go out and enjoy yourself. Yes. Have you ever tried working on a laptop on the beach? It's not the easiest thing in the world, is it? No, because if it's sunny, you can't see the screen. And if it's windy, you're going to get sand in your laptop. It's it's not really a good idea. (laughs) Uh, By the pool, maybe. But again, you know, you're risking your laptop. I keep my work in my office at my desk. That's my place for work. Once I step outside, I'm away from work and everything gets switched off apart from my phone for Pokemon. It's good advice. Good advice. How long have you been online for, Matt? And when did you get started? 2000. Um, I bought. I think I actually bought my first domain name back in 1999 uh, when it was like two or three hundred pounds for a domain. And <laughs> rather foolishly, instead of buying something like business.com, I bought mattgarrett.com which I regret because even buying Garrett's.com rather than MattGarrett.com would have probably been a smarter move business-wise. But yeah, I started off with affiliate marketing by accident as much as anything because I was one of the first amongst my friends to get online. When they started getting online, they came to me to ask about security issues, you know, how to stop yourself getting a virus on your computer. And back then there was a bit of software called Zone Alarm, which was a firewall. And I was using that. So I started recommending that to friends. And one day I was on their site and noticed the link at the bottom of the site saying affiliates. I was like, oh, what's that? So I had a look and found out what affiliate marketing was, grabbed my link, put it on my own website so that when friends were asking me what to do, I sent them to my website, got them to click on the link, and I started making some affiliate commissions. So then I thought, well, actually, I should probably set up a site for this. So I set up a site for Zone Alarm. I actually got in touch with them and asked whether I could register zone-alarm.co.uk, and they said yes. Um, so I got a few variations of their name, register those domains, and set up one, two, or one or two-page simple affiliate sites, and they took off. And within three or four years, I was earning so much that I sacked my boss because I was earning so much there was no point in me having a normal job. So I actually had that pleasure of going into the boss one day and saying, sorry, I'm out of here. And they actually asked me whether, uh, how much they could pay me to get me to stay. I said, no, you can't. You can't afford me to, on that basis. What I actually told them was that they should take on, because at the time they were paying me a high basic and a low commission, and I just got lazy because I wasn't, because I had all this other stuff going on. Um, I wasn't doing a particularly good job for them, I have to admit. So I advise them that what they should do is take on a young, hungry salesman, give them a low basic and a high commission, and that would probably make a hell of a difference. They called me up about six months later and said, yes, that did. That's worked. Thank <laughs> you very much. And I was like, great. That's good to hear. Yeah, so 20, 22 years I've been doing it online, full-time professionally since 2005, I think it was, so 17 years. But I've been making money since 2000. Fantastic. Now, for anybody who's perhaps listening to this or reading this and thinks, yeah, do you know, I'd, li- I'd like to do this. Have you got any tips for anyone who would like to dip their toe in the water? Ah, so many. So the, one of the problems is there are so many different things you can do. What you need to work out is what you're comfortable doing. And that may take a little while of playing around with different things because everybody's different. So uh, one of the easiest ways, for instance, is just set up a YouTube channel and start creating videos. But if you're going to do that, you need to be consistent. And there are some things you need to know about setting up a channel to get it right and to do the videos in the right way. Another way is to set up a blog and just start writing articles about whatever it is that you're interested in. Those are the sort of things where you can start with without very much knowledge or without very much tools and build up over time. The biggest thing, I think, is, is to be patient and be consistent because going into it on the basis that you want thousands coming in this week, 
it's not likely to happen. It can, because you could, for instance, come up with an idea for a product, create a product in a few days and have it out there and launched within seven days, and yes, make a load of money. But it's unusual. That's not generally how it works. In my experience, the best thing to do is play around with a few different things and find what you like, and then stick with that consistently to start building. It's, it's about building an audience, uh, often called uh, the building a tribe. So if you can build an audience that are interested in the same thing that you are, then you can reach out to them with offers. So you can start with affiliate marketing where you're basically recommending other products, other people's products, and you're getting a commission when someone buys. And over time, you can generate your own products, whether it's an info course or training videos or software, whatever it is that solves the problems for your marketplace, for your audience. So whatever problems they're experiencing, you need to address those problems with a solution and then work out what format that product should be for you. You know, how would you like to do it? Do you want to write a PDF? Do you want to record videos? Whatever's going to work for you. And again, as I say, just be consistent and persistent. And for anyone who's interested in finding out more about you, Matt, or your products, where's the best place to go and look? MattGarrett.com. Um, yeah, MattGarrett.com, M-A-T-T-G-A-R-R-E-T-T.com is my main site. Uh, it's one of my main blogs. The other one that I'm, uh, where I sort of do a lot of teaching about what I do is Matt One. That's M-A-T and the number one.com, which it, <laughs> we've branded it as marketing and affiliate training one, but it was simply because I had, had the domain mattone.com, so I thought oh, I'll use that. It's nice and short and easy for people to remember. So yeah, that's where I do uh, weekly training and uh, where I offer my coaching and things like that. So again, it depends on what people are looking for, but if they want to reach out, they can find me through mattgarrett.com or Matt One or on Facebook. Excellent. It's been absolutely fascinating chatting with you, Matt. Thank you for your insights and also your background and also some of the, those setbacks as well as the successes that you've achieved as well. So Life is ups and downs. You've got to embrace it all and get on with it. It's true. Well, thank you so much for your time again today, Matt. It's been You're a welcome. pleasure. Thank you for the chat. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. It means a lot that you made it to the very end. It shows you have what it takes to finish whatever you start, and that's a sure sign of success. But if you've enjoyed the interview, then don't forget to check out the show notes at www.internetmarketingpodcast.net, where you can also subscribe. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.